0: From the Financial Times in London, I'm Michael Stott, and this is FT News. George Osborne has just delivered the UK government's plans for public spending over the next five years and its latest forecasts for the economy and public finances. To discuss the Chancellor's announcements, I'm joined by our economics editor, Chris Giles, and our political commentator, Janan Ganesh. Chris, what was Osborne's big message today for us? Well, I think it wasn't what he said. I think you have to look at the numbers,
1: really, to see what the big message is. And the big message, I think, is he couldn't cut public spending from government departments in the way he thought he did. So instead of seeing swinging cuts to government departments, we're seeing rather more modest cuts, still cuts, than in the last Parliament. And to, to, to make the sums add up, we're seeing three things happening. One is cuts in welfare that are still going ahead, albeit slower. The other thing are Big, big tax increases in this Parliament, which we didn't have in the last Parliament. And the third is he's been a bit lucky with his forecast. The OBI's given him a bit of a gift, saying that tax revenues are going to be higher for the longer term
0: than, he, than they thought in March and July. Janine, you know, that's a bit of a surprise from the Iron Chancellor, isn't it? Tax rises, uh, lower than forecast spending cuts?
2: I thought it was a hugely surprising statement, not just in those respects, but because in the first year of a Parliament, you usually expect a government to get all the tough decisions out of the way. You take a political hit because you've got four or five years to play with before the next election. And instead, what he's done is almost give up on the two most incendiary things that he was planning to do. One was the cuts to tax credits, which he announced um, with great sensation back in July. And the other thing is the the cuts to the, to, to the police force that everyone was expecting. And now, he's been lobbied by the Home Secretary, by the Labour opposition, by the police officers themselves, to soften those cuts. In fact, I think he's going to eliminate them entirely and screen the police, as he already has done with foreign aid and various other departments. So to do two things which represent the, the removal of risk rather than the acceptance and taking on of risk at this stage of a parliament is very uncharacteristic in politics.
0: Well, talking of risks, Chris, how big a risk is there for the Chancellor with the public finances now? Well, there's a, there's a big risk because we've
1: seen big movements in the last three months alone in tax revenues. And they've all gone in his favour. So we're seeing a big upward revision in income tax, national insurance, and the OBR said it's made a mess of its forecast for VAT refunds, and they're not going to be as big as it's thought. That helps him as well. If interest rates go up, that will hurt debt interest a lot. Those numbers are big. And if tax revenues are not coming in as expected, and we had just last week, we had bad tax revenue figures which were too late to f- be in these forecasts, these risks are material and things can look bad very quickly for the Chancellor if revenues don't come in as expected.
0: And thinking about how this is going to play politically, Osborne took a big hit earlier this year with the tax credits. Uh, his own party forced a U-turn on him. How do you think he stands now in his leadership ambitions, Janan? Uh,
2: I don't detect a net difference. So the, the uh, defeats he has suffered today is the sheer embarrassment of giving up on a policy that he announced uh, back in July. And he will, there will be weeks of people saying, I told you so, uh, and you commit these misjudgments uh, every few years. You'll remember the unpopular budget of 2012. So that will count against him. Um, uh, and there's also the fact that Theresa May now looks like a a winner in the sense that it's her core area of police that has been spared from some of the most aggressive um, spending cuts but the fact that he's been magnanimous enough to give up on on the tax credit policy will probably count in his favour amongst his own MPs who have been pushing for that in particular and it allows the Tories to preserve the thing that they've been very conscious of in recent months, which is becoming the party of working people, something they want to cheekily steal away from Labour. And as Chris, how do you think that's going to play with the city, this budget?
1: Well, I think the city will not be too fussed either way. The big thing they're going to be concerned about is this move from the government, from thinking that they're, but they're essentially free of all consolidation. It's not going to hit them. But suddenly, um, the tax increases are very much on the agenda again for this government, it was something they feared Labour would do if they got into power, and actually the Conservatives are rather aping, almost exactly apart from the welfare cuts, what Labour's proposals were at the election. So the Conservatives are actually implementing Labour's programme
0: more than their own from the manifesto. So, a surprising autumn statement with the Conservatives to some extent stealing Labour's clothes. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Janan. And uh, you can find full coverage of the Chancellor's autumn statement and comprehensive spending review by the FT's team of specialist reporters and commentators on FT.com.
3: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer.